Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Real Talk About Feminism. We've got a great topic today, and we're excited. I'm a woman in STEM today. Because yes. do you know how many articles I had to come through for this? Mm-hmm. A lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ken's put her whole bajussie into this. I really did. Because yeah. I want to make sure it's easy to understand and accurate for you guys. Yeah. You were doing some science. Uh, when you were doing the notes, you were like, oh, I didn't know I would still be in school after I graduated. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. Um, let's do our obsessions first. Okay. We don't have any updates for you guys. Our lives are boring right now. Yeah. So we're just going to do obsessions. Yep. Okay. Mine, I guess I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Mine is, I finally joined the Stanley Cup gang. You're a Stanley girly. I'm a Stanley girl. I remember you were always like, I'm never getting one. It's so big. I know. And I apologized. I know. I did. And <laughs> today when you were like, I feel like a, a giant baby with a sippy cup. Yes. Cause I just carry it around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got a Stanley Cup. I so I went we went to Target um and they literally had two left. It was like a tie or um tie-dye design but just one color. Mm-hmm. So like cloudy, I guess. Um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like clouds. Yeah. yeah. Um and it was like a light green and then they had a light purple and it was like limited edition, but that's the only two they had and I was like really determined to get a Stanley. And normally I would get a pink one cuz like pink is my color and like our color. Then I was like, you know what? Like, purple, because I can't get the same one as you, Ken's. Right. Because we'd get confused. And, oh, that would have been a mess. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? And I feel like a hot pink would have been, like, a little too much. So I was I like, like your- yeah, I love it. I think it's so pretty. So, yeah, that's my obsession. Yeah. I love it. It's so cute. And I drink more water. And it honestly, it's a talking point. Like, anybody at work that walks in with a Stanley – one of us. Mm-hmm. It always happens. How do you like your Stanley? Oh, I love the straw. Like, it just is such a good talking point. No, literally, um, when I went to Tyler's game, uh, which, by the way, they won. They're intramural champions again. Big steppas. Big steppas. <laughs> um, but when I went to his game last week, or I guess this week, um, I like it was the first day I had it. And one of his teammates came up and was like, how do you like your Stanley? And I was like, I just got it yesterday, but I love it. Like, it is a talking point. It is. So, yeah, that's mine. Well, I have an obsession, but I also have this one since I put this tank top on. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with this tank top. It looks really good. I can never find white shirts that aren't Mm see-through. I literally got this at Zara for $10. Was it on sale? Yeah, it was on sale. It's the best tank top. So, I'm, like, ready for summer now. Mm -hmm. No, it's such a cute outfit. Thank you. Yeah. So, my actual obsession is my menstrual cup which I mentioned before on here, like, a long, long time ago, like, when we first started. A long, 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 long time. (laughs) Is that a reference? Wrong Missy. Oh, sorry. You're not on the level. I was before we started recording. Sorry. Okay, keep going. Okay, so, um, yeah, I started using it, like, a while ago. Took a break because of my IUD, which feels like another life. It does. And then I recently rediscovered it, and I'm obsessed. Can I say? Yeah. Like, today um so I I skip my periods with my uh birth control and I actually love it now but like I kind of have to or else I'll get really bad migraines and at first I was like no I don't want to skip and then now I love it because I never have to worry about it um and so but I got a menstrual cup when you got yours I forgot you had one. I have one it's yeah it's in this drawer um so I have one and then like 
I got it like during COVID and after I got the vaccine, it like uh-huh. really disrupted my flow yeah. and it was never heavy again. Right. And so I've never used it. I've had it for like two years though. And so I was like curious today and I asked Ken's if I could watch her like take it out and put it in. And I was right up there. You know, I, I really got a full Front view. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause you just take it out in the shower. Yeah. And yeah, it was really interesting. And I'm actually glad you let me like watch like, yeah. Okay. We're obviously very comfortable with each other, but it was like interesting to see. I was like, okay, like that's cool. It is. You were like, there's probably not that much. No. I know. It was like full. Yeah. But that's the nice thing. You put it in, you forget about it. You don't feel it at all. Like it's literally perfect. Now that makes me think if that was like over like a 15 hour period, I would say that you had it in and the menstrual cup was like full. Don't our bodies not ever like get like we have this we're born with our blood you know what I'm saying yeah so like if we're bleeding that much in 15 hours how do we not bleed out I I don't know anyways (laughs) that's a side thing but yeah I I know I love it I think I think it's really cool yeah no I'm obsessed so and yeah like you were saying today we don't use products anymore no like literally okay I'm a pad girly as well. Like, I hate putting in tampons. But you used to be a tampon girl. I used to be only tampons. Yeah. I hate them. So now it's like, if my flow is like, I'm like, I'm not feeling the menstrual cup or whatever. If I am going to use something, it's a pad. Yeah. Um. Before I started skipping, I was a tampon girly, but I used to just be a pad girl. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of changes. And like, now I'm like, my menstrual cup. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it is nice because we never... Use, I don't like, remember the last time products. we bought pads or tampons, and we still have tons. I don't think we've bought any since we moved here. Actually, no. no I I bought have. one box. Yeah, we have. But, yeah, it's just crazy, so. Yeah, anyway, I highly recommend. So, it's not that scary. Like, just get in tune with yourself. You're all up in your own body, but it's not that weird. Yeah, I think... I think that's probably, like, a negative stigma, but, like, yeah. it's really not that weird. We should be connected to our bodies. Yeah, like, I don't I have no problems with that. Yeah. All right, so enough about that. Let's get into our feminist highlight, who also is a woman in STEM. Very fitting Ooh. for today. You said, I'm grouping myself with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally obsessed with her. Her name is Dr. Maggie Adderin-Pocock. This is from the Imperial College of London's website. Dr. Maggie Adderin-Pocock is a space scientist, science communicator, and presenter of the BBC's The Sky at Night. She completed a PhD in the Department of Mechanical Engineering in 1994 after an undergraduate degree in physics, also at Imperial. She is currently managing director of Science Innovation, LTD, through which she organizes public engagement events, which show school children and adults the wonders of space. This is going to be a little bit longer because there was just so much. Yeah. And I like her. So keeping going. She actually really struggled in school growing up because she's dyslexic and she's had to work through that. So that just kind of makes it more impressive. Yeah. She began to love science, specifically physics, as well as space. And her passion for space was ignited after she took a telescope making class when she was a teenager. Hmm. And she realized she loved how it was hands on and how she was able to see the stars, which she was always drawn to. Dr. Dr. Adrian Pocock now has her own Barbie 
which was released on International Women's Day of this year. Mm. Her Barbie wears a starry dress to remind everyone of her job, which is looking at the night sky. And also has a little telescope as well. That's for so cute. I know. I love it. So she said, when I was little, Barbie didn't look like me. She's a black woman. When I was little, Barbie didn't look like me. So to have one created in my likeness is mind-boggling. It's such an honor to receive this doll that is celebrating my achievements. My daughter and I danced around the living room when we heard. And Loki, I'm going to cry. on my period. She added, since falling in love with the idea of space travel as a young girl, I've spent my career trying to show girls how fascinating space science can be. I hope my doll will, will remind girls that when you reach for the stars, anything is possible. Aww. Why am I choking up? That is really inspiring. Yeah. I just think it's so cool. And the Barbie's so cute. Yeah. And I actually really appreciate that Barbie is like, I mean, they didn't in the past, but like now they're making dolls like after role models that I think yeah. are really great for girls. Mm-hmm. So when we have kids, those are the Barbies that we're going to give our, our daughters. Yeah. And I like that. I know. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really cool. And um, honestly, like, I think it is inspiring, like, that she struggled in school when she was young. And obviously, like, she had a roadblock being dyslexic. But, like, just because you struggle in school, that doesn't mean you're not going to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. Like, you can still, like, accomplish great things. And you mm-hmm. can get better and learn and stuff. So, I think that's inspiring. Yeah. So, today, we are doing an update on male birth control. Because I feel like in the past, like, few months, I've seen a couple things on social media about it. Yeah, So I it made too. me want to look into it a little bit and see where we're at, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, still no contraceptive <laughs> on the market, but I'm going to give some updates. <laughs> Did they ever test female birth control as much as they're testing male? I highly doubt it. <laughs> Let's be honest, they didn't. Yeah. So currently, the only male birth control options are, there's three, you want to guess? Condoms is uh-huh. that one? Yep. Spermicide. Oh no, that's female. There's two more. Okay, wait. Condoms, abstinence. Yep. Good job. I and never think of that. oh, what? How else can you block? Oh, pulling out. No vasectomy. Oh, okay, yeah. But not a good method, by the way. Pulling Don't out. Do <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on. Um, okay, so you think about how many options there are for women, mm-hmm. right? So it just kind of puts it into perspective. Like, we really need to get this moving, guys. Come on. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a question, though, before okay. we get into the updates, because um, this was, like, a really prevalent topic when Roe v. Wade was overturned. This was all over TikTok. Yeah. For you personally... Do you think, okay, let me put this into perspective for you. Mm-hmm. If you went to Tyler and you said, hey, I'm sick of being on the pill, mm-hmm. would you get a vasectomy? So we've actually talked about that. Okay. Is it, regardless of what his reaction was, is it a red flag or is it a red flag to you if he would have been like, no? So... Regardless of what he said. Yeah. Um, just immediately, flat out, no, yes, that's a red flag. Okay. Like, if I was like, hey, this, and he was like, um, no, absolutely not. Like, end of discussion. That's a red flag. 
Um, can I say what he actually said? Yeah. So he did say flex. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, so I like brought it up with him and we actually like looked into it because I'm on so many medications and like I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And we looked into it and there is a risk of like not it, it not being reversible or like you being infertile after. And so like he was like so he was like, oh, I would gladly do that to take the burden off of you. Like let's research it. So we did. And then I we just we didn't want to risk it. Like not that we would have actually gone through with it at this point because like we can't afford that. Right. But like we actually got to the point of like researching it because I was like, I don't want to be on the pill. Right. And I don't want to be on birth control any longer because it's not good for you. Um, but yeah, no, we did get to that point where we like we researched it and then we both decided like, no, that's too much of a risk. Cause like we want to have kids in the future. So, yeah, but no, in my opinion, I think it is a red flag if it's like, no end of discussion. Cause like, why should it be put all on women? Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Right. Do you agree or do you disagree? I disagree because, so let me just preface first too. When Roe v. Wade was overturned, emotions were very high, mm-hmm. rightfully so. But there were all these girls that were like, if he won't get a vasectomy, leave him. I don't say that. I I just think it's a red flag. It's like so extreme. And to me, for one, like there, it's very unlikely, but there are risks with vasectomies to cause infertility and to not be reversible. Yeah. And so to me, I'm like, you know what? Like taking birth control every day sucks. And nobody likes it. No woman likes it mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel natural. But it would be a red flag to me if the person I was dating and I went to them and they were like, end of discussion. Like, we're not talking about it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Suck it up, basically. But if they were like, well, let's look. Tyler's reaction. Yeah. Let's look into it. Like, I'm hesitant for these reasons, but let's look into it. Yeah. That's not a red flag to me. No. And even if he was like, I wouldn't like that, it wouldn't really be a red flag because we would discuss it. You right, know what I exactly. Mean? Like what me and Tyler did. Yeah. So to me, like, not really. Um, and also, I do want to have kids. And so I'm like, yeah. if I just need to take the pill, and, like, we know that works, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's been testing, that's what we've been doing for, like, decades now, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Then that's what I'll do. Yeah. It would be a absolute major red flag though if once like a male birth control pill comes out and then if I were to be like okay Tyler will you take the pill now instead of me I don't want to take it anymore and if Tyler was like absolutely not I don't want it to mess with my body yeah that's a huge red flag yeah no that would literally be like breakup for me yeah I mean he obviously didn't do that we've talked about that and he was like oh if they had a pill I would get on it right away so, but yeah, no, that would be a huge red flag because it's like, why should it all be on women if there's an option for men? If there is an option and it's like been proven mm-hmm. and gone through the testing, just like women's like, yeah, then yeah, that would be a major red flag. Yeah. I was just curious because this was making me think of Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. and like that whole situation. I think there's social media is just very extreme a lot of times. And then it makes you question like yourself or yeah, your, relationship, your relationship or you're like, is this bad? Yeah. Like, but it's like, No. Your relationship is fine. You yeah. don't need to leave him. Like, yeah. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's 2023, and it's time to really prioritize our mental health this year. No matter where you are in life, everyone can benefit from therapy. 
Whether you need to work through trauma or just need a safe person to talk to, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy service. Get matched with a professional licensed therapist in your state who you can trust. BetterHelp has options to communicate with your therapist via chat, email, or video, and you can message them at any time to get help. BetterHelp is giving our listeners 10% off if you sign up using the link in our show notes. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, or just need someone to talk to, try BetterHelp today by clicking the link in our show notes or go to betterhelp.com slash rtafpod to get 10% off today. I just thought it was interesting. That is interesting. So I'm going to share the most recent updates I can find. I only went with websites that were credible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only pulled from two websites and then there was an article I found at the end that's interesting. Okay. So also, I hate just reading long quotes, but sometimes there's you no way to. I can sum it up because for one, I don't really understand the science. Honestly. Yeah. So this first article was from the NIH, the National Institute of Health, and it was published in February of 2022. Dr. Maria Dufoe, who was the study senior author and her team discovered a protein, which is called gonadotropin-regulated testicular RNA helicase. So we're going to refer to it as GRTH. Okay. This protein has many functions, but was found in high levels in the testes of male, mice, rats, and humans. So this is a quote from the article. Nearly 10 years later, her team identified a genetic mutation in a small group of infertile men that affects the gene responsible for producing GRTH. Rather than shutting down the production of GRTH entirely, the mutation instead prevents GRTH from undergoing a process called phosphorylation. We're not, it doesn't matter what phosphorylation is. We just know that's a process, okay, for our sake. How do they, like, figure all this stuff out? I don't about? know. It blows my mind. It's so cool. Wait, and it's a female doctor? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she's the senior, like, researcher author of this study. Cool. But basically, do you understand, like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they found that mice with this particular GRTH mutation didn't have phos- didn't have phosphophorylated GRTH. So this means that they could not produce mature sperm and the mice were infertile. So if they have this mutation of the GRTH yes. gene, they're infertile. Yes. Okay. That's a great way to sum it up. This is another quote. Though the study only included experiments in isolated cells, when combined with Dr. Defoe's past research, the findings suggest that cyclic peptides, doesn't matter if we know what those are, okay, that inhibit GRTH, phosphorylation could one day be used to stop men from producing sperm. Let's let that soak in. For now, Dr. Defoe's team plans to examine how its cyclic peptides affect sperm counts, fertility, and behavior in mice as well as whether the compound's effects reverse themselves when the treatment is stopped. Because that's also a big talking point with male birth control is whether it can, it can be reversed, right? Right. Like with women, if we, are, if we stop taking the pill, within a week, like we could be. You could get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Creating a male birth control pill also presents numerous obstacles that will have to be overcome, such as creating a compound to put in the pills that does not get destroyed by the stomach, and can cross the blood testes barrier. We're going to get into that towards the end. I have another article. Okay. But that is one example of some of the holdup in the research because the anatomy is different, right? Between yeah. Between women and men. So there's other things that they're having to research. Yeah. I wonder, like, I understand, like, the, okay, the, the 
barrier of the testes because if you have um like female sex organs like obviously you don't have that but how would it dif- make it different like how it breaks down in the stomach you know like don't all our stomachs so, work the same from what i read in the you know what let me just scroll to the it's okay well, we're gonna, if we talk about it later that's fine yeah we're gonna talk about it later but like and not that much but basically from what I gathered, testosterone is broken down in the body differently than estrogen. Okay. And so that's the problem, like, with the oral pill okay. for men. Okay. Is this broken down differently? Can we just give them a shot? <laughs> right? <laughs> but, okay, that makes sense. So that was the first article. I'm sorry if it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it does. To, like, make it, it does. as clear as possible. Because I'm not following the outline and I understand. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, So the second article was published by the American Chemistry Society in March 2022, so a month later. Okay. And those are the most recent articles I could find. Did we stop? I don't think so. But, I mean, to me, that just shows that there's not any new progress to report on. Yeah. One of the scientists in this article said, this is a quote, Most compounds currently undergoing clinical trials target the male sex hormone testosterone which could lead to side effects such as weight gain, depression, and increased low-density lipoprotein, known as LDL cholesterol levels. We wanted to develop a non-hormonal male contraceptive to avoid those side effects. After I read that, I was like, where is that for women? Right. (laughs) Like, stop being a baby. We have all of these side effects. Right. And nobody freaking cares about that. Mm -mm. Right? So, I don't know. I just threw that in there. And also, if it increases LDL, Mm -hmm. that's the good cholesterol. So why would that have an impact? I don't know. That was just in the quote. But yeah, like weight gain and depression. Okay, those are the two biggest side effects of female birth control. So that's sexist. It is. It is. Flat out. Yeah. Made me mad. So he continues. This is another quote. To develop their non-hormonal male contraceptive, the researchers targeted a protein called the retinoic acid receptor alpha. So we're going to shorten this to RAR alpha. Okay. This protein is one of a family of three nuclear receptors that bind retinoic acid, which is a form of vitamin A, that plays important roles in cell growth, differentiation, including sperm formation, and embryonic development. Okay. Okay. Knocking out this RAR alpha gene in male mice makes them sterile without any obvious side effects. Okay. So that, you know, that could potentially lead somewhere. Okay. Continuing on. Other scientists have developed an oral compound that inhibits all three members of the RAR family, because there's also beta and gamma, not just alpha, Mm -hmm. and this causes reversible sterility in male mice. So they could stop taking it and have kids again? Yes. Okay. Well, that's cool. It is. So um, this is other information that I pulled from the article. They looked further into the structure of RAR, that whole family. Mm Mm-hmm. And found a compound named YCT529. This compound dramatically reduced sperm counts in mice when given orally for four weeks. Which isn't that long. Yeah. And then it also was 99% effective in preventing pregnancy and also didn't really have any observable side effects. Okay. Another important thing is the mice could also have babies four to six weeks after not taking the oral YCT529. So when I was talking about the issue of like it being reversible mm-hmm. is a talking point in mice, it, it was is. shown that it is reversible mm-hmm. when they target like that specific. Yes. 
and only within four to six weeks. Okay. You know what this makes me think? If they, if, okay, if we didn't live in a man's world, especially back when birth control pills were being developed, if they would have just actually, I feel like it would have made more sense because, like, the guys, like, if you have, like, male sex organs, you're the one with the sperm. Like, you can't get pregnant without the male sex organ, you know, and the sperm. So if they would have just looked and been like, hmm, it's the men that have the thing that needs to be stopped. And just, like, done research and, like, figured this out. They could have, you know? They could have. And they didn't. And they didn't. And it's just crazy that, like, it was put on women. Like, it's always just, like, to make it easier for the man. Mm-hmm. When I guarantee they could have, like, found a way earlier. They definitely could have. Or at least, like, started and then been further than we are right now. Right. Just interesting. It's frustrating. It mm-hmm. is. <laughs> So, in this article, it also said that they will begin testing humans in mid to late 2022. I couldn't find anything Mm. after this article. So. That's kind of scary, though, because, like, being tested for that, like, what if it made you infertile? I know. I'm like, how do they, like, structure the testing criteria? Because it would also have to be people who are willing to be pregnant, mm-hmm. who are willing to get pregnant with their partners, right? True. But it could also go either way. So that's really difficult. If I was a guy and I was, like, doing the test, I would, like, freeze some of my sperm before in yeah, case. just in case. Yeah. And props to the people who are being Testing tested. it, yeah. If, yeah, if, if you're being tested, thank you. Thanks for taking one for the team. Yeah, we appreciate it. Because we really need this. We do. (laughs) We're tired. (laughs) We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. (laughs) So that was the second article. I really hope you guys were able to understand that a little bit. No, I I could understand. I could understand. Okay. So I mentioned that third article. Um... I thought it was credible. It was a .com, which, you know, to me, I'm like, eh, I'm not really going to go towards that if I'm doing research. But it had some information in here that I liked. So this article was called, Why is there so no male birth control pill? And this article, they interviewed a doctor. Her name is Stephanie Page. And so she was sharing in this article. Mm -hmm. Dr. Page is a professor at the University of Washington School of Medicine. And she's also a lead researcher on studies into contraceptives for men including potentially a male birth control pill okay so this is all like from her article yeah testosterone has a range of responsibilities in the body it maintains a man's libido it stimulates the growth of new bones and muscles and supports other organs in the reproductive system like the prostate it also plays a key role in sperm production so high levels in the of testosterone in the testicles stimulate the testes to make viable sperm She also quoted and said, we can give men testosterone via a pill so that the brain senses that there is plenty of testosterone in the body and the man stops making testosterone within the testicle. Without high concentrations of testosterone in the testicle itself, the sperm don't mature. So does that make sense? It's like Mm -hmm. more of like tricking your brain brain body connection. So that makes me think like, okay, if people take steroids and like, they're giving themselves more testosterone there are like you can have issues like you can down there so i'm like 
that does seem like it would work it might not be the most reliable so I could understand them like not wanting to approve it like clinically but like we can see that like if you do take steroids you can't have issues down there yes you can but it also like makes your balls shrink yeah and they obviously don't want that yeah but if you have lower lower sperm count then they're gonna shrink right I don't know I really don't know anyway so Dr. Stephanie Page also said that one of the problems with an oral testosterone pill, which this is what I was mentioning in right. the beginning, for men would be that testosterone is broken down quickly by the body. So quicker than estrogen. Okay. So this would mean that a pill, an oral contraceptive, why am I doing that? Like I'm smoking, <laughs> would have to be taken two to three times a day at least. Oh. So that could really be a problem because a lot of women just take one pill and forget. Yeah. So imagine having to take two to three pills a day. Like nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest barriers is figuring out a way that testosterone wouldn't be processed so quickly in the body and broken down. Yeah. I mean, if that was really the issue, it's like, okay, you just get on a medication schedule. Like if you're on like antibiotics. Like it's doable, it's inconvenient, but it's doable. Yeah. Like some could say it's inconvenient too take a pill or go for a girl and get your birth control shots or whatever. But no, I do, I do get the concern. Yeah. So there haven't been any updates that I could find past that. So we know that they're working on it. We know they have been working on it. It just seems very slow going and I stand by this. It's for men. So let's be honest. It's going to be, they're going to do everything and make sure it's the best thing on the market. Yeah. Yep, and that's frustrating, and that's one of the ways that the healthcare system is against women. They want it to be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that was very informative. I actually like hearing the science behind it, even if I don't understand how, like, it works in depth. Mm-hmm. It is nice to hear, like, the science behind it. Like, it, it's right. interesting. It's like, okay, that makes sense. And when I was doing the research, like – it doesn't matter if I know what a cyclic peptide is. Like, I just need to know the process, yeah. right? So you can, like, disregard all of that science stuff. Right. And you just know the process. And you know, like, it is actually interesting, like, how they figure all this out. Yeah. I can't imagine. I know. I'm like, wait, do I go back to school now? Like, what? <laughs> like, should I be a woman in STEM? <laughs> like, that might be me now. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, no, it is. It's interesting. It's, like, fun to learn. Right. So as much as we're like, no, this needs to happen within the next, like, two years. Well, I stand by that. I know. I know. But they do have progress that's been made. Yeah. I wonder how long it took them to develop the female birth control. I know. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that was interesting. And it's nice to hear an update. Because, yeah, I was like. Uh, last year when Roe v. Wade was overturned where this was really a big conversation Mm -hmm. and then like you said like I really haven't heard that much about it since so it's nice to like hear what's going on yeah well if you guys find anything else let us know obviously if they come out with something or there's like a huge update we'll talk about it right um, but in the meantime, um, follow us on our socials at Real Talk About Feminism Pod for Instagram and TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and our weekly email newsletter. This is all in the show notes, like it is every week. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>